No Gods, No Monsters contains spoilers, profanity, and substance use. Okay, for years they've been talking about bringing woolly mammoths back. And then I was like, uh, just before we record, let me just see if, if that's still a thing. And this company called Colossal at the end of last year just raised $15 million, uh, this biotech company, to bring woolly mammoths back to life. I, I feel like I, I remember reading that. that uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh... That makes me think, like, rather than de-extinction, there's maybe some extinction that we need. To... <laughs> like, it's like, it's just mind-blowing to me, like, all the environmental problems happening. And I instead know. of fighting the causes, we're going to bring back woolly mammoths by taking cells from, by the way, an endangered elephant and combining them with a dead mammoth. And... Instead of, like, saving the endangered elephant, we're like, ah, oh, we'll just use you before you're gone, and then... Yeah, like, and then the mammoth will die, uh, will die out in 20 years with, uh, the most, with, the uh, all the rest of the species, um, yes. on planet Earth. <laughs> no, mammoths walking around the tundra will really, like, just solve the, all the problems. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously it's just from, like, a childlike state of wonder, like, oh, man, that's so cool and awesome, but you actually put any thought on it, it's like why and like this there's no reason to like it was, i mean there's nothing good like yeah it's cool i mean but <laughs> i i do think that like the idea that environments need biodiversity and that there's niches that like i mean the idea of ecological niches is kind of problematic but the idea that we actually need these big animals that we've gotten rid of and that they like help maintain ecosystems as like this big web is a good thing. Like it's it's coming from the right place. Is that but their the argument idea, for doing it? I'm yeah. It's like to okay. put them into the tundra where they can do things that big animals used to do, like knock over trees and stuff that helps. Like you know, it's yeah. like how they reintroduced wolves to Yellowstone Park, and suddenly all the other animals were doing better. And so that's like the idea, but also it's like we we're we're getting rid of so many species that are already here that are already doing that why are we creating breeding programs or much less like <laughs> like gene splicing shit to create life like these weird life out of nothing like that's just such a ethically fucked up weird thing when they're just like they're right there there's wolves right there protect them we're shooting hundreds of them like, yeah ah <laughs> uh, drives me insane yeah so yeah, anyway but... Still pretty cool. <laughs> I just, maybe, maybe, I'm just saying, in our lifetime, we'll have a police to scene or Holocene park that we can go to. I, pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I want them to bring back the dodo. Everybody's favorite, the dodo. Yeah, if you could bring up back anything, that's what it'd be, the dodo, or something uh, else? Um, no, it would be a... Uh, uh, I like that big emu dinosaur with the talons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be that one. That'd be pretty cool. 
<laughs> Let me think. If I if there were no moral quandary, I mean, saber tooth tigers are pretty cool. Oh, I'm trying to think outside yeah. of dinosaurs because dinosaurs are obviously yeah. like just so sick. But like, uh, maybe the giant ground sloths. Oh fuck you! Yeah. God damn it! There's so many cool animals. That... Yeah, we should. This is changing my mind. We should just bring them all back. Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah! Let's just fucking. You know what? We don't, there's no certainties, certainties in any of this. Let's just fucking roll the dice and go for it. Yeah, just... it's true. Chaos, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. All right, welcome to No Gods, No Monsters. We're the anti-capitalist kaiju and monster movie podcast in a world where no one is coming to save us, except maybe a bunch of dead animals. Yeah, uh, or I'm Rabbit. <laughs> true. Uh, here with Charlie, and today we are given our first reactions and thoughts on the new Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic World Dominion. Just uh, briefly, like, what's your history with Jurassic Park franchise in any way? Uh, I remember I saw the first one in theaters. I want to say it was like on Thanksgiving when I saw it. Do you know if it released around that time? I don't know, but you would have been like f- f- six. Yeah, yeah I, I saw it with my family and like a, a family, a, a friend family of my mom's. Um, nice. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. If that's a true memory or not, I mean, I definitely saw it in theaters. I don't know if it was on Thanksgiving, but that's kind of what I've always thought it was. Um, but yeah, I remember really liking it, and I watched that a few times when I was younger. And I definitely saw the second one. I don't remember if it was in theaters or not, but yeah, I haven't seen. Those are the only two I've seen, and it probably haven't seen either of those for like at least twenty years. <laughs> like for sure. Um, yeah, so not a big connection to the franchise and definitely, um, don't know anything about the newer ones. It's, it's good that we have your fresh perspective to like (laughs) remove it from the, the context, the bias. And it was, it's currently, um, nine o'clock and I saw this movie at four 30. So, uh, um, that's, this is a fresh, fresh take. On a fresh yeah. movie. Um, yeah, I used to watch them as kid as a kid, and I liked them a lot. I mm-hmm. definitely watched the first and second a lot of times. I liked the second even more when I was a kid, and then saw the third probably a couple times. And then I had never really watched. I had started Jurassic World a couple times and just didn't get through it. But because we were doing this. Um, and you hadn't seen them, I was like, okay, I'll be the other side. I'll watch the two Jurassic yeah. Worlds, and then uh have a little more context so uh i also read the first book when i was a kid and that was oh. pretty dope i was i was wondering how the the books were it was was there more than one book yeah the lost world was a book but i believe it's pretty different from the movie okay um whereas the first movie is different from the book but not as different but okay. uh the jurassic park ride in universal studios which always loved that uh universal studios hollywood is I think more kind of based on the book because in the book he, there's this whole long sequence where he's rafting uh, through the park and you're in a raft in that. Gotcha. Um, obviously, I've, it's based on the movie, but they used that aspect of it. I've only been there once and I don't remember if I went on that or not. You probably did because there are so few rides. It's like the tiniest theme park of all my, time. Um, my friend worked there and so like I had 
uh, friends visiting from St. Louis, and he was like giving us a, like a rundown of what he thought all the highlights of the park were. So nice. it kind of depends on whether or not that was one of his highlights. It was probably it probably was. Yeah. I mean, fucking <laughs> Jurassic Park. Um. Okay. Well, how do you feel about me catching you and? other listeners who haven't seen them up to speed on what happens in the first five movies before you do your synopsis. I love speed and I love the sound of your voice and I uh, love what you're about to tell me. So let's do it. Okay. So do you remember much about the first one? Not really. I remember there's Amber and uh, Jeff Goldblum and dinosaurs. Hell yeah. All right, here we go. Jurassic Park, 1993. A tale as old as time. Rich guy opens amusement park with dinosaurs brought back from extinction thanks to genetic engineering. Paleontologist Alan Grant and paleobotanist Ellie Sattler go to the park where they meet chaos enthusiast Dr. Ian Malcolm. And then, of course, everything goes wrong. Or right, depending on how you look at it. Because some guy wants more money and because you shouldn't bring dinosaurs back to life and keep them in cages. The park gets destroyed. Chaos, baby. Anarchy. That's what it's all about. You know what I'm talking about, right, Dr. Ian Malcolm? Yeah, you do. Does that help help jog your memory? Yeah. Um, was Richard Attenborough, I know he was the main doctor scientist, was he, um, the, the old guy, was was he, was he after he was, profits? Like, was he, was was he like, and oh, this he, is... It was like a mix. In the book, I believe he was just like evil after profits. But okay. In the movie, he, like, loved the park and the idea, and he was like, spare no expense. We need this to be beautiful. And, like, the lawyers and corporate people were telling him to worry about profits, but he also was, like, you know, hubris, thought he could do anything and it would work kind of thing. Okay. All right. I didn't know if there was – I didn't remember there's like, a bad quality to him or if he was just like, oh, I love – this is amazing and I love science and I – this is so cool. Um, Mostly the second, but, okay. you know, as always, capitalism, little yeah, of the first. Yeah. All right, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, 1997. There's a backup dinosaur island, because of course there is. Jeff Goldblum is back as Ian Malcolm and is convinced to go to the island, but then him and his stowaway daughter join up with a crew who are trying to stop the poachers that want the dinos for themselves. At the end, a T-Rex ends up in San Diego wrecking shit, which I wish would happen because San Diego has a gentrification problem and we all know it. <laughs> Uh, the only important thing about this movie is that Vince Vaughn plays a radical environmentalist who says he joined Greenpeace for the women. When the main <laughs> poacher catches him freeing dinosaurs from cages, which is, like, super awesome, he says, You're that Earth First bastard! Which is very funny to me, because as an Earth First bastard myself, I don't think any random big game hunters would have any idea who I was <laughs> if we met on a tropical island. But or I guess that's because I'm not Vince Vaughn. Most people watching probably would have, like, no idea what the fuck Earth First is. So it was 97, which I think was, like, peak people being aware of that shit. Uh -huh. But yeah, it... But, like, the idea that you would know a random Earth Firster, like, yeah. uh, me and a few people ran the Earth First Journal for five years. That's the most public-facing part of it, and no one <laughs> would have any fucking idea. It's just so funny. And he works for Greenpeace, which is so funny, because, like, Earth First does, like, anti-Greenpeace actions, because <laughs> Greenpeace is a bunch of sellouts. I mean, I used to work for Greenpeace, and then I was like, fuck this, and went to work at the Earth First Journal. Anyway, so that's that's that. Uh, all you really need to know. But yeah, I mean, well, you only work for Greenpeace in the first place, so you could pick up women. I mean, yeah, and <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park 3, 2001. 
Look, I'm going to be real with you. I haven't seen this movie in a decade, and I'm not going to watch it again. But from what I can remember, Alan Grant is now single and ready to mingle, but gets tricked into going into a dino island to save some kids. At the end, pterodactyls escape and fly off the island, presumably to wreak havoc on society, but the series seems totally fine just never mentioning that again. Mm. All right, now we're back to the... Now we're, now we're to... This is the important shit, because this is like... This is like the reset, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Jurassic World 2015. The reboot sequel we've all been waiting for. Two useless kids go to the rebuilt dino theme park, Jurassic World, because their parents are getting divorced. Their Aunt Claire is the main character, and she pawns them off on a babysitter, then runs around with Chris Pratt, the ultimate man, cowboy, motorcycle mechanic, danger junkie, raptor domesticator, to find the kids after the new giant predator, Indominus Rex, starts killing everyone. The park is destroyed, and we never hear anything about those kids' parents ever again. Um... Just a little editorializing. This movie starts out like it's going to go hard into the human hubris angle of the original by going farther with like genetic engineering, including all these SeaWorld references and introducing military contractors who want to use raptors as weapons of war. But of course, this play on politics is worse than just superficial. The film is nearly as bad as what it's pretending to critique. The Jurassic World employees are worried that consumers need more than just regular dinosaurs to sell tickets, and so apparently were the Jurassic World writers. So what we get is an action-packed mess with bigger monsters but shittier everything else. Thankfully, there are lots of cool scenes of people getting eaten alive. Wait, did I hear that right? That they thought regular dinosaurs weren't enough to sell tickets? That's like the whole thing in the movie. They're like, people have been to Jurassic World now for like years. And every time it's kind of like Six Flags, every time we create a new ride, there, there's a spike. So they're like creating gnarlier and gnarlier dinosaurs. Um, and so they're like making their own out of mixtures of all of them. That's and it's so dumb. stupid and would not be the case. If there was a park yes. with dinosaurs, people would be like, holy shit. They would never be like, oh, yeah, that's boring. Seeing the velociraptors, yes. uh, been there, done that. Dude, it's such a bad movie. And like I was saying, like the be it really feels like they're going to be super political. And then there's <laughs> like, you know, like it's playing off of SeaWorld. There's even scenes that are like that. It's called Jurassic World. It's at the time of like Blackfish critiquing it there's also like there's all these politics at the beginning and there's this whole story of these kids and their parents and like how their family's falling apart and then literally it turns into an action movie and like none of that is brought up again like it's just <laughs> so fucking stupid uh the guy that wrote and directed that also did this movie um yes he did yeah uh, he didn't Colin Trevorrow. Not direct yeah. the last one i guess but he he, he didn't it, do falling what did you okay. say i think he co-wrote it or something though that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom 2018. I actually, most people hate this one. I liked this more than Jurassic World because it wasn't trying as hard to be something it wasn't. Uh, it was just dumb and it was fine. But okay. There are still dinos at the now closed park and a volcano threatens to kill them all. Claire has gone from heartless corporate zookeeper to head of an NGO that advocates for dinosaurs. But despite their fancy offices and them raking in huge donations, their efforts don't mean shit when the government decides not to save the dinosaurs. Here's the thing. Hammond's old buddy had a scientist daughter who died, but not before cloning herself, so there's a kid who's a clone hiding in his mansion. 
Also in his mansion is some dude, I think like a relative, who's supposed to get the dinos to a sanctuary, but instead uses Claire and Chris Pratt as pawns while he kidnaps the creatures for sale to evil rich people. But thankfully, the whole time we know, oh, look at all these evil rich people. They're going to get eaten, and they totally do, and that's pretty cool. And now all the dinosaurs are just fucking loose. Whew, now you're caught up to speed, Charlie. Yeah, I, I was actually curious why there are dinosaurs around the world. Now I know. Now I know why there's a booming black market dino business in Malta. Thank you. <laughs> you're fucking welcome, dude. And you know what's going to happen in the future once this $15 million goes through for these woolly mammoths. And, you know, <laughs> what's next after woolly mammoths? Obviously, saber-tooth tigers. But what's next after that? Dinosaurs. I mean, to be fair... Kind of seems like everything's coming to an end anyways. Yeah. Uh, dinosaur <laughs> extermination better than climate extermination. Hey, why not both? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe the dinosaurs will save us from climate extermination by killing us first. Yeah, dude. Seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I was under the impression that the the world movies were considered pretty good um like like the way i think of like the plan of the eight movies were kind of oh, like that's well so funny you well had no idea what you were going into <laughs> what i said you had no idea what you were stepping into then no i thought these were like well-liked well-respected movies i had seen people talk about this one on twitter that it wasn't good and uh it was the, the stupid so like i kind of expected not to like not to be totally down with this one, but I was under the impression like the last two were like pretty well liked. So Dude, I guess I was the wrong. Last, <laughs> the last one was so fucking stupid that in my review on Letterboxd, I was like, if you're going to be this stupid, just go all the way. Just like make Chris Pratt like ride fucking dinosaurs and shoot machine guns. Like who fucking cares? And they did. Like, honestly, this one's better than the other two because at least they were like, fuck wow. it. We're not like one foot at each side. Let's just do Fast and the Furious meets dinosaurs. Like who fucking cares? All right, then. Um, all right. I guess my synopsis then. Uh, yeah. Jurassic World Dominion. Presumably due to events in previous franchise entries, dinosaurs now roam the world, living alongside humans in what some scientists have referred to as dino chaos. Chris Pratt plays a character known as the Handman, a former raptor wrangler who discovered the amazing ability to transfer all of his charisma into his hands, thus allowing him to de-escalate tense situations with dinosaurs, but leaving him with a fatal flaw of sapping the energy from any scene he's a part of. <laughs> He is dating a dino rights activist, Bryce Dallas Howard, the two of them connecting and hitting it off over their lack of chemistry. The two of them are protecting <laughs> and raising Maisie, who is the clone of the granddaughter of deceased scientist Richard Attenborough. The evil corporation Biosyn has been hunting down Maisie due to her unique genetics, and about a half hour into this movie, by God, they succeed. Apparently, Maisie's genetics are important because they can help solve the problem of the ancient locusts that have been created by Biosyn and are currently gnawing through crops around America. The Handman and Dallas go on an adventure to bring Maisie back. Meanwhile, paleobotanist Dr. Ellie Sattler, played by the great Laura Dern reprising her role from the first movie, realizes that the locusts were created by Biosyn, and she teams up with, si with Sam Neill as Dr. Alan Grant and Brundlefly Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Ian Malcolm to prove to the world what's up. All characters meet up at Biosyn headquarters on an exotic island that also serves as a giant dino habitat. 
Both human and dino shenanigans ensue, with Locust being mankind's savior in their destruction of the Biosyn facilities. The good guys all escape the island, with Maisie following the footsteps of her adopted dad, the Handman, becoming known as the Hand Girl. The Handman, the Hand Girl, and Bryce Styles Howard are now a happy family. Some scientists, who I think was probably in previous movies, Rabbit, nod your head if this is the case, uses Maisie's DNA to develop a way to defeat the Locusts, thus clearing his conscience over past disastrous deeds that I assumed he committed. Did you nod your head? <laughs> I was, you weren't looking, I was nodding a lot. He's in every, okay. he's the only guy in like every movie. Okay, I was correct, uh, listeners. Yeah. Um, let the record show. Let the record show. Laura Dern and Sam Neill get it on and, uh, I mean... Probably, probably get it on, unless sexually also testify in front of Congress about biosyn. Dinosaurs learn to coexist with their modern day counterparts. The end. Hell yeah. Okay. Whew. Okay, so I went into this movie being like, okay, those movies were fucking stupid. I'm expecting stupid. <laughs> and because of that, I was thinking I was going to hate it. And I had so much fun with this stupid uh, fucking movie because really? I just knew it was going to be so <laughs> stupid. But I'm ex- I'm assuming because you thought it might be kind of good that you had a different experience. I Well, people have been tweeting in the past couple of days, like, why did you ex- or expect this? You knew this was going to be a stupid movie. Why do you expect it to be good? But then... Other people were tweeting like, oh, yeah, it's stupid, but it's a lot of fun. And the Rotten Tomatoes audience score is like 88% or something like that. Um, okay. Uh, so I, I was kind of thinking it would be a stupid but fun. I did not think it was fun. Um, and I did think it was stupid. Okay. Uh, I I mean, I guess we'll get into more details later, but two and a oh, half no, hours. I mean. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I just. The two and a half hours just such a long time. There's just a, I did not, not like the whole. I did not like Chris Pratt. Um, I only know Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec uh, back before he became a star. I yeah. What I remember from that is like I started out like really liking him, but as the show went on, his character shtick kind of got a little bit grating. Um, but that might also just be me looking back negatively because um i don't know i've i don't like chris Wright as much um i refuse uh, to believe it's the same person yeah <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so but i never saw i i know a lot of people like him in the guardians of the galaxies i never saw those uh but yeah he is just i feel like he's just saps the energy from the from his scenes and uh, i didn't yeah. think there was really any chemistry between him and uh Bryce Tiles Howard's character and zero yeah. famously in all the movies zero okay. <laughs> yeah so I felt like their whole plot line was just like a lot of sapping of energy and there wasn't um enough Dino stuff in their enter- in their scenes to kind of uh compensate for that I guess <laughs> totally now imagine the two movies before this where every scene is that <laughs> like yeah <laughs> Um, the, the three characters returning, first of all, three actors I love, they've all been in some of my favorite movies ever. Um, you know, Jeff Goldblum and The Fly and, uh, Nashville, Laura Dern was in, I think, four different David Lynch projects, uh, uh, Sam Neill's Possession and In the Mouth of Madness. So, 
actors I just inherently love. Um, Jeff Goldblum, I thought, was great. He had the most charisma in this movie. Um, I think he he wasn't in it a lot, but when he was, he kind of delivered his character perfectly. Um, there were laugh lines put throughout this movie that I didn't think really hit. but uh, None of them hit. Maybe two kind of hit, but those I, were failures. I think Jeff Goldblum delivered his. He made okay. me chuckle a couple times. Um, but every other character, when they were going for like a laugh, like it just completely fell flat. Um, Maybe I didn't notice his, because Jeff Goldblum, to me, is almost always playing himself very well. And mm-hmm. I don't like give the writers credit for anything Jeff Goldblum does. For whereas sure. like, like Fallen Kingdom, the first 15 minutes, I actually laugh a little. They're dumb, corny, stale jokes, but I laugh a little. This one, it was like every attempt was terrible but yeah Mm. jeff goldblum you're right he stood out he did it well yeah um yeah uh samuel and laura dern um i mean i i i just enjoy both of them it was just it was fun it was nice seeing them together and uh um yeah i don't know i like i kind of like those parts uh i would guess i would just wish there was more than that than the uh the other trio um totally but yeah you'll yeah. you'll notice my outline doesn't have characters on it and that's okay. for a reason i do not <laughs> give a fuck like you're absolutely right the care i mean for me anytime the old ones were back for nostalgia and just because general like acting ability it was much better mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't i do not care about any of the characters <laughs> in this and the the only reason this movie dragged for me was the last action scenes it's all them and you know none of them are gonna die yeah yeah you just fucking know so there's zero (laughs) stakes like compared to the last two movies nobody gets eaten in this one in that one in like the last two it's like fucking hundreds of people getting destroyed and eaten alive and in this one you're like it's like feels like a theme park ride where it's like who's gonna pop out of the court or like a haunted house or something yeah i mean i think the only main character is uh the head villain of the movie. He's, I think he's the yeah. only one that that gets uh, dinoed. But it feels like that kind of movie where it's like, yeah, I don't want any of them to die. Like, I don't care enough <laughs> about the characters where it would actually impact me. I just want all these people to be happy because it's a dumb <laughs> nostalgia flick, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think basically every single thing you said resonates with me but also i had a great time because i was like i'm going into a dumb movie i hope they make it fucking dumb and yeah. the, the, the first five minutes were incredible to me like you have for the first time in jurassic park history you just have shots that feel like a kaiju movie of just dinosaurs wrecking society like it was I, I, so much fun i really wish that there was more of that and it yes um I think that that's something against the movie. Like, I don't know how they could have done it, but like the whole concept of dinosaurs, like wreaking havoc around the world. But then like, like 75% of the movie all takes place on like an Island. That's basically just kind of at least like the same kind of setting. in at least the first few movies, I assume the past couple of movies where it's just all located in one area. That's a habitat specifically made for the dinosaurs. Um, but yeah, I, I, the concept of dinosaurs wreaking havoc around the world, and you're right, like that news footage of just like this is happening, like that was that was a lot of fun and really so cool. much fun. And then the next mm. scene is the fucking animal liberation front, like they're in the <laughs> vans, they break in, they steal the fucking uh, 
the the fucking uh, baby Tyrannosaurus Rex, or no, sorry, the baby Triceratops, and I was just like, this is the best part of any, this this opening is the best part of any Jurassic Park movie. Like, I loved <laughs> all of that, and then it obviously went downhill from there, and I, I totally agree. I mean, you said 75%, but like, even most of that 25% that's outside of that area, there's not dino destruction happening, and it's yeah. like, come on, the dinosaurs are loose! Yeah, I know. Like, the only thing you see is like that underground market in uh, Malta and then the, the fight sequence where the dinosaurs kind of break out. That's really the only outside of that beginning news footage. Um, and and that, that that was all like dinosaurs that were like kind of being transported under people's yeah. care. I just wanted to see the wild ones. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> but we got a little of that and I'm hella grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Universal, for that. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, to me, literally, the first half of this movie felt like the Fast and the Furious with dinosaurs. Like, the <laughs> the laser-guided fucking raptors or whatever they were <laughs> chasing, like, so you could do chase sequences, which, by the way, that was introduced in the last movie, and I was like, okay, that's where you've jumped the shark with me, but in this one, they used it to do chase sequences, which you couldn't do with a dino, and it was just so funny, and I was just like, fuck it, go all the way, let's just do it, I don't give a shit. Chris Pratt, I don't want to see you talk, get on a motorcycle, dude. <laughs> yeah, I that was, um, the woman who was transporting those and pointing them out, did we see her, we didn't see her die, did we? I don't know. I don't think we did. I I felt like she's going to, like, come back. Like, she, they set her up right. to be, like, a really, like, kind of, like, big kind of villain type of person. Where, like, even with the uh, the head of Biosyn, she's kind of, like, you know, she's not afraid of him. And she's just, like, sure, I'll do that for if you fucking pay me well. Like, she, she has, like... They, they really set her up to be more of a presence than she turned out being in the movie. But yeah, I think she was just, I think she was just arrested and then like we never saw her mm. again. I would not be surprised if there were some scenes on the cutting room floor because it's already two and a half hours That's and they true. were going to bring her back. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're right. Um, yeah, I would have expected more from her. Um, the only people I feel like were from old movies that I remember otherwise was the two people I think that were with Claire in the beginning on the in the van doing like the ALF mission which I don't know maybe people don't know what the ALF is the ALF is the Animal Liberation Front they're groups of people that anybody who like breaks into animal testing labs or factory farms and just frees animals um, that's like was a big like watching a documentary on the animal liberation front like completely changed the trajectory of my life and i think they're fucking awesome and that's what that scene was definitely replicating in the beginning of this so sorry if i just blazed Um, over that i wasn't Um, sure if they referred to themselves as the animal liberation front but you're just saying it's basically obviously just uh yeah yeah like yeah it's like a thing that happened in the 70s 80s 90s that this was clearly like totally saying like being that you know yeah yeah i knew they did that i just wasn't i didn't yeah. know if i had missed them saying specifically is the animal liberation front or was obviously just supposed to be them for sure yeah um did what were we talking about i don't know do you want to start talking about some dinosaurs yeah um on a general thing uh one thing that it's kind of in my head about the first movie 
is that like the T-Rex and the Velociraptor, they kind of like, I don't know, this is just a false memory or what, um, but they kind of feel like actual characters. Um, while in this movie, the dinosaurs just kind of seems to be, uh, we just want to get through a ton of scenes with a ton of different dinosaurs. So it's just kind of like a, uh, like, I, I don't know. I felt like there is, there was something more threatening and real about the dinosaurs in the first one. Like I said, I haven't seen them well, in like yeah. 20 years. So the, but... the first one, the, the thing that's so amazing about the first one is that it still looks amazing. And it was 1993. That's mm-hmm. because they use CGI really sparingly, but really yeah. deliberately. Like, I think if I remember correctly, the last time I looked it up, it's been forever. There's like four minutes of CGI in the whole movie, but it's known as like a CGI Marvel because they used mostly used animatronics really well and Mm -hmm. like so i don't know i don't think of them as like characters in that maybe the t-rex a little more he keeps coming back he's like the main threat like i think blue's probably more of a character in this than anything in those but the cgi in all these sequels looks like shit they're just like let's just do it let's just fucking do it we have all this there are thousand dinosaurs they're all cgi we're not going to think about the lighting let's just do it and it looks like shit to me um and I, to me, yeah, that makes them feel way less real. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, but I don't know, I guess it's just like in my head, like I think of like the Velociraptors as like Jason, like kind of feels like a kind of slasher mm. sequence. And I don't know the way that it just felt like that was such like a bigger role part of the movie as, as well as with the T- T-Rex that in this, it just seems like they're going through a Rolodex of like, okay, another dinosaur. Let's just, we need to throw yeah. another dinosaur into the scene. Totally. Um, and it just felt that just made it feel so much more shallow. Um, oh, definitely. Definitely more shallow. I mean, there's a horror aspect to the original that I don't think these new ones come close to. I did think some of the scenes with not the T-Rex, but that other t-rex-like thing that was going after them Mm. towards the end when they were all climbing on the ladder and stuff were suspenseful like there were a few parts where i was like oh and i was like whoa i actually felt suspense for a second which was actually Mm. kind of refreshing compared to the last two movies but nothing comes close to like the raptors in the industrial kitchen in the first movie that's just like so iconic you know yeah um yeah i think the only moment I really remember feeling uh, tense and suspense was uh, when Bryce Dallas Howard's character ejected from the plane and the mm. um, big emu-like dinosaurs kind of... Was that an emu-like dinosaur? I forgot. No, it was like a what... pterosaur of some kind. Okay. Um, but anyways, it was that sequence where that one was kind of like following her in... Uh, I felt kind of tense there. And yeah, I think there might've been some parts of the scene with that, with the big guy, but for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the general idea of these movies is just like I was saying, kind of in the synopsis for Jurassic world of like, like they are the people they're making fun of. They're like bigger, more explosions, more dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to get butts in the seats. And they're kind of making fun of that mentality while just doing it too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's pretty soulless. Um, <laughs> but if you're going to be soulless, you should try to be fun, which is why I think this one's slightly better than the last two. Cause they're soulless, <laughs> but they're not, they're like trying to be like, wow. I'm not looking try- forward to watching those ones. <laughs> 
I don't know. Maybe I bet a lot of people disagree with me, but I I find the first one to be so boring, and I and the second one drags even longer, like than this one by a long shot. Like I was just like, please end. Yeah. Um, and this one I was like, yeah. Oh, oh, that's crazy. What are you doing? Yeah, Look at that guy maybe, with his feathers. Maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind or something. Um, you know, I was out, slept over at someone's house and was up late drinking and stuff. So, you know, maybe I just didn't have as much kind of energy as... I, maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind. Maybe next time I watch this, I'll have a lot more fun. I would be surprised if you liked this movie, Charlie. <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying like it, but like... yeah. I, I went into this expecting that I, I would kind of enjoy it. And I was mostly just like, wow, yeah. is this going to be two more hours of this? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. No. If you, if I didn't know this was a trash can fire going in, I'd be pretty upset. <laughs> um, as far as dinosaurs, I got to say, again, context for me matters. Like, I was so happy they ditched the angle of trying to, like, have us focus on these non-dinosaurs, like these things they'd created for the movie and mm. went back to like kind of show. And so Jurassic Park famously does a bad job, like paleontology nerds fucking hate it. A lot of them because it's so inaccurate of how dinosaurs look like velociraptors. It's just completely the wrong name. Velociraptors are tiny. Like there's so many things that are just wrong that have like ruined that, like had ripple effects through everybody's understanding yeah. of dinosaurs. But I liked I, that in this one, instead of focusing on these weird hybrids, they showed us, like, cool, more modern ideas of dinosaurs, like the feathered ones and ones that are weirder that we hadn't seen. Like, I got a kick out of that. That did not happen in the last two movies. Okay, I, yeah, I did appreciate, like, the kind of feathered ones, uh, definitely, because I don't remember that from the first movie, at least. Um, I don't even know no. if they believed dinosaurs had feathers back then. Um uh, I think by the third one, they were putting like a little bit on some okay. of them. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely appreciated um, that. What do you think of the locusts? The, I don't know. They were fine. Like, it was kind of cool how, like, from an environmentalist angle, it was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. We can see how devastating this is mm. for the environment. And they're pretty gnarly. But it was also just like. I don't know, whatever. It's like a swarm of CGI. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, I had seen a few people complaining, like, I can't believe that I went into a dinosaur movie and there was just so many locusts. Like, it didn't feel like the locusts were taking no. up a huge part of the scene. So I, I, um, I was kind of expecting there to be a lot more locusts. It's like, oh, this is fine. Um, well, yeah, it's I don't cool think... to remember that dinosaurs were part of an ecosystem. Like, there's yeah. other shit. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and it's also like, I don't know, it kind of reinforces the idea. It's not like all these dinosaurs were around at the same time. Like, this is, um, you know, there's so many creatures over such a huge span of time that like a lot yeah. of these things were extinct at some time. The other ones were alive and uh, I don't know, it's kind of throwing in other kind of species just kind of reminds you that uh, yeah, it was a huge diverse thing over tons and millions and millions of years. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember which one is which, but and I've probably said this on the podcast before, but like one of them, either Stegosaurus or T-Rex, was around 250 million years ago. And then the next one was around 95 million years ago. And God, that's, like, that's a huge span. That's so, so it's insane. Closer from us to one of them than from one of them to the other. Yeah. 
like it's a huge un- incomprehensible span yeah that's totally incomprehensible it's yeah. so so crazy yeah well speaking of all the dinosaur stuff i i was just stoked every time there's an animatronic or a puppet oh i know um night yeah day. i i mean i i famously famously I'm not a big <laughs> cgi fan and a huge practical effects fan so yeah um like you said about uh the first one like they're when they use cgi and that they use it sparingly and like excellently and like that's how i kind of feel i mean that's how i always feel like cgi should be used instead of like so many movies where it's just like camera constantly on the cgi um yeah. that just it just really nails it home that it, this isn't of this world and you can really feel it and see it so whenever yeah. they people use practical effects yeah i just makes me so happy and there are times in this where i was like oh man that's that looks i love that that's awesome <laughs> like that baby uh yeah the uh triceratops the, was fucking awesome yeah i and thought like, they were gonna use that baby more and like try to it seemed like when they first showed up um and then I think he saw it again later. Like it felt like they're they wanted to make this into something that could have like merchandise that could be kind of like associated mm. permanently with the movie. So I thought that was going to have a bigger role. Um, but yeah, adorable, cool. I loved it. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my understanding. I don't read much about it or anything. But my understanding with CGI is that like r- not too long ago, studios kind of realized that it audiences will just don't care that much if it looks real anymore and so instead of like the directors consulting with the cgi teams before all the shots to see what will Mm -hmm. work to make it easier they just shoot it and then tell the cgi teams to do their best in the shots and that's like why there's even though the technology is getting better there's this steep decline in the last few years where it's just like fuck it cgi all the time um i think that's also like the same same kind of premise of why Hollywood fight scenes aren't that great because yeah. they just use camera tricks and editing techniques instead of actually training uh, really great choreography and having like really uh, tested and, uh, you know, taking take after take after take of yeah. trying to get the fights right. They're just like, oh, we just give it to the editor and he can make a cut here and then we can cut to, to yeah. hit here. And yeah, and it really, it really shows if you, a lot of you actually are paying attention to that that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some exceptions with that recently. Like there's some series that are like take pride in that, but mm-hmm. I think that's the the norm for sure. Yeah. Um okay, as far as the oh, I guess were were there any like favorite dinosaurs you had? I know you said the um, emu feathered ones with the long claws. Yeah, like that that guy was cool. I, I wanna know what cool. that that guy's name was um what do you think of that fight at the end where it was like t-rex and him ganging up on the gigantosaur or whatever i uh thought it was i liked it <laughs> i had fun with it it was stupid it, it, and it was yeah, like why are these two but, um, fighting now yeah it, you know like if this was real life or whatever the fuck that means that they <laughs> the, those two would like immediately go after each other or something yeah. instead of being like yeah, we're gonna team up to take this big bully down. <laughs> but totally. it was it was fun. <laughs> there there uh, was there were so many. Du- they were all dumb, but like there were some fun. Like the the ice scene uh-huh. where the 
One was swimming and jumping out. Terrible CGI. None of it made sense. Like, he should have gotten killed, like, twice. But it was also <laughs> yeah. just cool to look at. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, the big whale shark thing. Um, yeah. I wish there was more of that. Uh, That's, like, a main thing in the first Jurassic World. Uh, okay. The Sea World kind of thing is that. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 something I can look forward to. Are you gonna watch these? Is this what's happening? I mean, theoretically, if this podcast goes on, we're eventually gonna cover the whole series. True. 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 Yeah. True. Well, but I kind of already covered them earlier. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> so. <laughs> but if you're asking if I have plans to watch them anytime on my own, no. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Thought you watched all the stuff leading up to the Mario movie with Chris Pratt. Um, <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know any any other Dino stuff before we move on. Um, I I also, I mean, famously, famously, I'm a fan of uh, monsters and snow and ice. Uh, so oh, yeah. it is cool that we got a few scenes with dinosaurs in in the snow. Um, I, I like that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I have a few more dinosaur takes, but they're all kind of tied to other things we're going to talk about. So I'll hold off for now. Well, yeah. So did you have any favorites? I think I mentioned them all. It's like, I mean, I really liked all the feathery ones. Mm-hmm. I'm always a fan of like just the classics when we get to see them. And there were cool variations of like Triceratops and Stegosaurus. Um I fucking love T-Rex. Like, come on. The the raptors are so disappointing in this current series. I hate that they're, like, people. It, they really bug yeah. me. Um, but, like, I mean, we'll get to it. But, like, all the scenes with the dinosaurs kind of, like, out in the world, whether it's the opening where they're destroying stuff or the ending where they're mysteriously not destroying stuff and they're just, like, <laughs> part of herds now, all of that <laughs> looked cool and felt good, you know, even though it's fucking nonsense. Um <laughs> But obviously, I have a lot of lot to say about that very ending, the environmental take. So we'll we'll save that for the end. Okay. Um, we already kind of talked about the action, but I just have to ask, like, what were what was going through your head having not seen any of these when they're using laser sights to to make the dinosaurs track people? Um, it was really stupid. <laughs> like, I, what? I. Especially because, like, all she had to do was just, like, point at once, and then all of a sudden, like, all the raptors instantly knew to just, like, chase that person down to death. heat-seeking now, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, one that, like, wasn't even there when she pointed the light was just instantly knew, just like, have to kill that one, have to chase them through the streets of Malta, like... And, like, having watched the movie where they explain that, I don't understand it. (laughs) Like, they're like... I. Maybe I was fucking fucking falling asleep. I don't know, but like it's so dumb. I it's really really stupid. Yeah. Uh, also, what do you think um, of the Handman? Dude, I mean, I'm assuming. Yeah. So I sent you that that video of the guy making fun of it, calling it hand play, uh-huh. um, which is so funny. But yeah, I mean, he does less of that in this than either of the two before. What? Yeah. Like, I went that's into the- this whole thing in the first one. Oh my god so i uh that was one of the things i knew about this this series already is like i've seen enough kind of like pictures or short videos or trailers or whatever with chris pratt doing that hand thing and animals just being kind of uh 
docile to it, but I yeah. I kind of still just thought in my head that, oh, that's just something he does, like, he's done a couple times. And then he does it, like, every time he's with a dinosaur in this fucking movie. And I mean, then his maybe, daughter fucking does it. <laughs> maybe he does it more in the other ones, or in this one. I don't think so, though. Like, the whole thing is about him training these raptors. And, like, in Jurassic World, he also has this thing where he clicks like, you know, mm-hmm. like if somebody's doing a lap and every time they do a lap, you click, it's like, click, 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 uh-huh. whatever. He like is like, come on, guys. Come on, Blue. Come on, Delta. Click, 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 click. And no one ever explains what the clicking is. And then it just disappears and he never uses it in I, the next <laughs> movies. And it's like, what is I think happen- they use that sometime in dog training. But, uh. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's dog training. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Dude, it oh man, it's I, so st- if we stupid. if we do cover these, you and I gotta watch Jurassic World and Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom together because it's these are dumb enough. I don't care if we miss stuff; we just have to be able to make fun of Chris Pratt. It's so stupid, and dude, Sounds like good. God, I want to watch this movie so bad. Like with you, like he's just the ultimate man. It's so funny dude like they, <laughs> she goes to see him to like ask him for help and he's like sitting in his like tank top like like working on his fucking harley like in the middle of fucking nowhere with his trailer with like like it i don't know how to explain it it's just like and th- then the next one he's like building a house by by hand in a mon- in montana <laughs> like it's just so funny, dude. They, it's like, the, literally, it's like they cut him out from a fucking Levi's ad, but they didn't add any personality at all. It's so fucking great. God, he is so, so bland. His presence is just so bland. So you've seen the Guardians of the Galaxies. Is do you like He's, him in those? way better in that they know how to use him in that, mm-hmm. and like he's surrounded by really funny, entertaining aliens and shit that like he looks kind of funny in contrast because he's the only like human a lot of the time and so it kind of makes sense where this like he has nothing like in that one he has a personality he has like flaws and shit and this one he's just like his only flaw is that he's like no i can't settle down like (laughs) (laughs) Uh. yeah when he uh in the very beginning when we first introduced to him uh the uh, Maisie like went over the bridge or whatever, and so um, <laughs> oh that went is, well. Yeah, Dallas is like, uh, you should talk to him. And he's like, okay, I'll, or you should talk to her. And he's like, okay, I'll talk to her. So you kind of like think that he's gonna have like some kind yeah. of like talk where he's like trying to connect with her and like try to convince <laughs> her, and then he does the talk, and it's just like. He's just like, you know, you shouldn't do that or what, something like that. And then she like runs away. And he's like, oh, I fucked that up. And it's like, yeah, dude. the worst. <laughs> so I, pointless. Like yeah, the only thing good about him is that he'll chase after people he loves to help them. Like, <laughs> but hey, when he fucking rides that motorcycle into the back of that plane, come on. Yeah, come it's on. also. It's also uh, another good quality about him is that when he makes a promise to a dinosaur, he keeps that fucking promise. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny too because this, yeah, that's like what. A, but these movies like make fun of themselves, but not in a way that's funny. In a way that's like, yeah, that's dumb. Like, like <laughs> fucking Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum's like, you made a promise to a dinosaur, and it's like supposed <laughs> to be funny, but it's like, yeah, we don't buy it either. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, like, funny because you set it up where we're on board and then it would seem funny to an outsider who didn't experience what we experienced. Yeah. It's, we're all still outsiders, bro. Like, 
I bet Jeff Goldblum just ad libbed that line. <laughs> She's seriously like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I was going to ask you about action, but I feel like we've covered all the action shit. Yeah, I. Now, granted, I'm not the biggest action guy, but I, I, I guess I didn't think the action in this was that great, and I know you enjoyed it. Um, well, it wasn't like great action. I just thought mm. it was funny that they were like, okay. "How do we put dinosaurs into a chase sequence?" Or <laughs> how do we like like, like I just kept picturing the fucking first movie and then this and i would just uh-huh. like i was full of glee at how much they had taken a giant turd on it and just sprinkled some glitter on it like you know <laughs> yeah okay it was so dumb that i was just laughing like it was <laughs> yeah i don't know uh um okay so i want to bring up there were a lot of callbacks in this not just it being like you know in the mm. in the spirit of you know these new legacy sequel reboot things that are happening where they bring all the characters back um there were also just like straight up callbacks to the other movies i'm assuming you didn't notice many of them because you haven't yeah. watched the other movies i i noticed um the handman said to jeff goldman like oh i was the wrangler at jurassic world or something like that and jeff goldman goes oh i i hate that uh, I hate Jurassic World or something like that. And I felt that maybe that was kind of like poking fun at the themselves or something. I, sure. I, it felt like there yeah. was something meta about that. Um, the other uh, thing with Chris Pratt that that reminds me of that I don't, I didn't think about uh, as a callback till now is like when him and uh, the guy who plays Alan, whatever the, Oh God, what's the actor's name? You knew him. Sam Neill. Yeah. There's it. There's a, a conversation that makes it clear that Chris Pat like took his role in the new series. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I I'm assuming you noticed the one where the T Rex's head went behind the circle with the water. You know what I'm that, talking about? Yeah, that didn't even occur to me. Um, yeah, it was just a lo- it was the logo, yeah, which is like I mean, now that why? you mentioned it, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> like why though? We know what the logo looks like. Like. Why do you have yeah. to do that? I don't even know. The other ones were at least like, okay, I feel a sense of like, oh, I watched these movies and I'm getting a payoff for this Easter egg. But that was just the fucking uh-huh. Kate poster. <laughs> um, That's actually why uh, they came up with that post in the first one. They're like, in our <laughs> movie number six, this is going to fucking pay off. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, there are some little ones in Alan Grant's workplace. There were raptor claws hanging, and in the first scene with Alan Grant in the first movie, he uses the raptor claw. He takes it and he like holds it up. Remember when he's like owning um, that kid? Like the little kid's like that doesn't look very scary. It's like a fucking twelve year old, and he like threatens it, and everyone's like, oh, oh, fucking Alan Grant's so cool. It's like you're just threatening a dumbass twelve year old with this. Oh fucking... man, I really need to rewatch the first one. Um, it's great. Yeah, I, it's a really I'm good sure movie. Uh, like pacing wise and everything it's just a well-made movie wasn't there something with a can and barbasol in that yes so that's okay. a big one so in uh the first movie nelson from fucking seinfeld is that his name nelson oh no um newman 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 yeah, from he's seinfeld. also the one that's killed by the venom spitters like this exactly guy yeah so he's using the barbasol to hide the dna samples that he's gonna take out 
um, because he's trying to sell them on the black market and he causes okay. all the problems that happen. And then he gets killed, like you said, by the venom spider uh, spitters. And then the bad guy in this one grabs the Barbasol and then he gets killed by the same venom spitters. Okay. Um, and I will say, I don't think we've seen those venom guys for a while. I don't think they're in any of the Jurassic worlds and oh. I'm stoked. They're back. They're pretty, yeah, I like cool. those dudes. Um, yeah, I think they're really neat. And, uh, like, yeah, I think they're pretty unique with the venom spitting. Um, so. And I think they were animatronic largely, and they were cool. Yeah, I thought they were pretty sweet. Uh, I was definitely happy to see those because that's one of the things that sticks with me most in the original was them killing Newman. Yeah, totally. Newman! <laughs> uh, the car teetering, that that happened in the first Ooh, one, didn't it? Nice. Good call. Yeah, yeah, totally. And like them wanting to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the last one that I remembered was... Uh, when the Jeep or whatever it is is upside down in this one and they're in it and the T-Rex is like walking behind it, it's like mm-hmm. shot for shot, I'm pretty sure, a remake of that really famous scene from the first one. Okay. Alright, let's let's get into the goddamn meat. What we all go to Jurassic World movies for. The politics, my friend. The <laughs> politics. Uh so yeah, what what do you think of the environmental message of this movie? Um I mean I don't think they put that much heart or thought in it, but overall it seemed there was I mean there is uh it seemed like a kind of a good message. Uh yeah. uh but uh what's that big corporation that does um like crop mutations and Monsanto? stuff. Monsanto? Yeah, definitely seemed to kind of... Yes. There seemed to be some veiled kind of uh, Monsanto criticism. <laughs> um, definitely. I, Yeah, for me, it's definitely a mixed bag of like... I genuinely appreciate some of the things they did with the environmental messages, but also some of it pissed me off, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Of course. Like, <laughs> one thing I really liked is that not only was that company called out, but it was, like, called out structurally. Like, uh, what's his fucking name, our favorite guy? Uh, Jeff, Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. He has a speech where he's talking about the actual structure of the company. And, like, it's like, look, it, not all of you are, like, have evil souls. It's just you keep yeah. getting promoted and they make you want to look away. Like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And then they, yeah, they have the power. They subliminally... He didn't say this, but yeah, they supposedly kind of forge your your beliefs on what the company is doing. Uh, totally. Yeah. Totally. And yeah, speaking I have, of Greenpeace, uh, that happens everywhere. That happened to me at Greenpeace. Like they, you don't have time mm, to like look into yourself, but these people seem like they give a shit. You know. Yeah, I remember I used to have a friend who does some kind of scientist stuff at Monsanto. I remember. Like, yeah. Yeah, he would always kind of like step up and defend them all the time, and. It's just, like, very obviously molded by his interactions with the company itself, like, in that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when I visited you? Or Oh, no. I wasn't there. there. You visited without me. No, I visited without you, and we were going to an event, and he bought me and my friend our tickets without telling us. And And I was like, oh, that's okay. You didn't have to. And he goes, give him hell for me at Occupy. Because I was on my way to Occupy Wall Street. <laughs> I was like, I just took Monsanto money to do give him hell at Occupy. Yeah. This is fucking weird. Yeah. 
it's just that that weird thing you know the idea of uh there's no ethical consumption under capitalism that often often that idea just goes with you know a lot of aspects of life and uh yeah uh, and then you're you kind of want you want to convince yourself that you take this job with this company because you need to pay rent and you need to buy groceries and there's party that knows this place is bad but you you really want to not feel yeah. like there's something wrong with you working there and then the company tells you all these reasons why it's not wrong for you to work in there and so you're open to uh to that suggestion and you're there every single fucking day and it takes up like 75% of your life so it just makes it easier and easier to just mold yourself like you know this company isn't that bad they're doing lots of good stuff and totally yeah. And it's the same thing that happens with anybody who's, like, a fucking Democrat. Like, mm -hmm. I believe all these things. I'm not going to look at the fact that, like, I'm just going to believe them when they say they're trying and they're doing their best and there's reasons that they can't actually do any of the things they say they want to. I have to believe that they mean well because if not, like, the, you know, I don't have time to look into it that hard. And if not, like, yeah. the consequences are fucking scary and you don't want to look it up and your whole fucking worldview like that. Yeah, totally. Um. I also liked, like, the ending... Okay, look, the last word of the movie is coexist, the goddamn bumper sticker, and it's <laughs> yeah. just like, you fucking assholes, like, you motherfuckers. Uh, but... <laughs> it, I was, is that bumper sticker... Is that part of anything? Um, like it, I don't think so. Okay, it's just like a... Kind of just a slogan of... Uh, it's like for religious tolerance. Oh, is it specifically for religious? Yeah, the letters are like, like each thing is like a different religious symbol. Like the T is a cross. Okay. And yeah, I, the X I just always took it as kind of like a generalized kind of peace and love. Let's be accepting of each other type of thing. For sure. Um. So yeah, it was funny to me that that was the last line. Uh, especially because like tolerance and coexistence like is that really the best we can do let's coexist with nazis like that's that's the piece i want let's just co let's just exist at the same time like it's just kind of empty but let's i let's coexist with nazi dinosaurs would you be okay with that <laughs> but i did like the idea again like the structural stuff was cool i liked that they were basically talking about how complex ecosystems exist and that we're just part of it that like you know, these animals are part of this bigger thing. I thought it was so stupid that, mm -hmm. like, it made no sense that, like, the animal, the dinosaurs yeah. would join the flocks of other animals. I know. <laughs> I, uh, like, I genuinely felt kind of like a little heart tug on, at, yes. at those shots. First of all, those are 100%. some of the best shots in the movie. And, yes. like, yeah, it's such, like, kind of a shallow idea, but, like, I don't know, it's still just, like... Yeah, there is still something kind of beautiful of the idea no, of these. It was so sweet, but it was also like, it's a better visual than what would really happen. Where, yes, you know, totally. the more powerful one would kill the other one that fills the yeah. same niche. Fucking dinosaurs uh, running with horses side totally. by side. <laughs> also, they had that underwater dinosaur uh -huh. be bigger than the whale, which I didn't think made sense. Maybe it's not a mammal. I don't know. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. A mixed bag for sure, but I legitimately, I know that this is like so many people, whatever. I legitimately liked that they were trying for the environmental message. I'd rather they fucking do that than not. There's going to be, you know what, Charlie, if one child sees this bullshit movie and decides that they care about some shit, 
that's good. Like the reason that I was radicalized was from a bunch of bullshit first getting me there. Land before time yeah. helped, you know? Yeah, but then there's also 30 children that are going to be like, oh, man, I want to go create uh, Nazi dinosaurs. Yeah, totally. And those should have been <laughs> aborted. Um, so <laughs> one thing I got to say that I fucking hate, though. Oh, wait, before I go into the big thing, breaking into that lab was way too easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody way watching the cameras. No guards. I, I also... Um, I felt the scene where Jeff Goldblum slips his uh, bracelet to Laura Dern. Yeah. Like, he does, he, he's like, oh, I don't want to talk because we're on camera or whatever. And then he stages that thing with the, the uh, barista uh, with the coffee. And then he's like, now I have cover to talk to you really quick and hand you this bracelet. Like, yeah. I don't, un I didn't understand how that made sense nope. at all. Like, the camera is still, you see the camera still focused on. <laughs> like, Yeah. Uh, so weird. Yeah. I, I was very confused by that. Yes, same. And just them I, walking through the hallways, having long conversations when they run into Maisie or uh -huh. whatever her name is. And like, it was just like, no, you can't just stop and be like, maybe we should go in there. Let's do this. Like, you are in a fucking highest security lab on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> or, yeah, they're like, uh, we're going to go take that brace, that uh, uh, elevator down to the lab. And then, like, you see them entering the lab and they're in all fucking white the laboratory like outfits the jumpsuits yeah. and the with the mass and it's like that seemed really easy to just get a hold of those yes like, <laughs> we just line the walls with them just in case mm -hmm. you know also the the idea that everybody would have a personalized key card but that when you swiped it it wouldn't say ian malcolm's name like you wouldn't know <laughs> whose key card opened it there's yeah. just no way any maximum like high security places like that at all like my fucking yeah. weed farm it knows who swipes what like <laughs> um okay one thing that i thought was awesome that you didn't get to experience because you haven't watched the last two but claire goes claire's this story could be seen as the a tale of radicalization like in the first movie claire is one of the head people at jurassic world and she thinks she's helping the dinosaurs but she also just doesn't see them as animals doesn't care mm -hmm. and then she goes through all the experiences and the next movie happens and she's head of a non-profit environmental group that's trying to help the dinosaurs but oh what it doesn't work. So then what happens? First scene of the next movie, she's part of the Animal Liberation Front directly <laughs> ripping them out of fucking cages. And it's just, like, perfect. Like, it's exactly right. I love that shit. Um, I, I have a question about the, the first couple scenes. So we see them um, kidnapping that dinosaur. And then at the end of that, the one guy is like, I got a job uh, that will help me or that where I can actually help and you should go back to the hand man and uh whatever and then it cuts and then she's living with the hand man so was was there a gap of time uh, or was she already uh with him taking she care was of already with Maisie? him he, he didn't say he said something about her already being with him oh, okay yeah i, I, thought, I don't I know if there's a gap like, of time but there didn't need to be okay i thought they, they said like go back with him or something like, didn't you guys have a thing or something like that? Um, oh, the way they said it was like, uh, you guys still have a weird uh, thing. It's weird. And she says, uh -huh. it's not weird. And the other person says, it's just unexpected that you're still together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
and then, because also that guy who said he found another job later, we see him with the CIA, and he, like, knows all this stuff. And, like, how have you only been working there for, like, two months, and you have, like, there all this... There could have been a gap there. I didn't the... think he said... I I read it as he worked at the CIA the whole time, and he said, I figured out a way to help them okay. a better way, like, using my job I have. But right, I don't yeah. know. Maybe Very you're right. Possible. I have really I bad think hearing, so... Both think both are totally possible um okay last thing i want to say about the environment is that i just hate that the guy who caused all the problems the bioengineer behind every movie <laughs> is the one to solve it like god damn it you motherfuckers the fucking geneticists who caused the problems aren't going to be able to fix them you assholes like it makes me so mad wow rabbit doesn't believe in redemption that's kind of fucked up i believe in redemption i believe if you're going to redeem yourself you have to work outside of the systems that caused the problem in the first place <laughs> so, was that same actor in every movie yeah, I believe it's every movie, and he's, yeah, he's, I believe he's in the first Jurassic Park is, like, the guy who just kind of explains how the lab works, and then they kind of uh. gave him a, more of a role as it went. Maybe he wasn't in every movie. He probably wasn't in two and three, but he was in one, and he was in Jurassic World, and he was in Fallen Kingdom, and this one. That's crazy. I also, I was looking at the Wikipedia before he started, and uh, I guess the guy that's the head of Biosyn, his character was in the first one, although it was played by a different actor, who I guess... Oh. Uh, I guess he went to jail for um, well, uh, pedophile stuff. She's a um, Yeah, so it's a different actor. Uh, but I was oh, kind of, but yeah, I'm kind of curious because it's the same character. Like, is he the head of the company back then, or? And using uh, the first one, do you mean Jurassic Park, the first one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wild. I wasn't sure if you meant Jurassic yeah. World, the first one. No, um, no, no. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Oh, that reminds me of one thing. You said in your synopsis that Maisie was Hammond's daughter's clone, but it's not. It's Hammond's friend's daughter's clone. Um, just so you know. Huh? Wait. Be they kept. I thought they kept saying it was his granddaughter. The it, they weren't saying Hammond. They were saying this other guy's name because basically, I think that doc actor died so in the world series they introduced a guy we'd never met that was like his close friend okay. that we never had known about before and he kind of takes his place in the world series gotcha okay but it's it's literally supposed to be like the same thing like he's an old man with a beard who has an amber thing on his cane <laughs> like it's like it's like oh i'm his friend we did this together like it's stupid <laughs> easy mistake to make all right do you have any other big fucking theme or callback or action or dino or anything else things before we get to our awards uh when jeff goldblum kind of stays when they're escaping that big dinosaur and he kind of stays behind while the rest of them climb the ladder and then he picks up the fire locust on fire with a stick and he like distracts the dinosaur was that a callback to you're right did, did something similar happen in the first one you're i i feel like uh oh man i feel like what's his name alan i can never remember alan grant i think he uses like a flare to get the the t-rex to run towards him to save the kids and there's this whole thing about how he doesn't like kids and then he saves them okay um i'm pretty sure you're right yeah i hadn't thought of that yeah i 
when I saw that, I was just like, this feels familiar. Like, this feels like it's a callback type thing. Nice, so, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Hell yeah. Um, but besides that, yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Sweet. Okay. Uh, can I go first with Dumb Cop of the Week? Yes. My Dumb Cop of the Week is the guy we just talked about who's like, enough of this saving them directly. I'm going to save them the right way. And then five minutes later, we see him and he's working at the fucking CIA. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, you're not, dude. You're yeah. fucking not. <laughs> what a fucking dipshit. Uh, yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck the CIA. <laughs> um, unless the CIA are listening, in which case, uh, hey, I'm looking for work. Yeah. Um, I have a very influential podcast I can uh, put some information on. Uh, FBI, if you're listening, that also goes to you. But besides <laughs> that, yeah, CIA, fuck CIA, uh, evil. Uh, um, all right, all right. Might have to update uh, my dumb cop of the week soon. <laughs> my dumb cop of the week is the really big dinosaur. Um, we see him. Uh, I think it's the T Rex has some prey that he like a deer or something he's about to feed on. And the big dinosaur comes and he's like, "Fuck off! I'm taking that," um, which is very kind of coppish move. Like I, I have the authority. I, I have the the power of state violence on my side. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, it's not state violence on his side, but he he knows that there's nothing you can do about it. And then later, uh, the T-Rex is like, I'm going to team up with this emu dinosaur and fucking take you down. Cause we're sick of, we're sick of you abusing your authority to, uh, steal our, our stuff from us and put us down. Uh, so that's my dumb cop of the week. Nice. Hell yeah. Well, on top of dumb cop of the week, we have a new award, which, we introduced in our Destroy All Monsters episode, which is coming out next. It hasn't come out yet. We put this one ahead, so it'd come out when this movie came out. So uh, this is the Praxis Award. Uh, just for people who don't know, Praxis is like where theory meets action. Like the uh, So the Praxis Award is like the person who does something that's like just fucking awesome. Like they're, they're, they're taking political theory or like whatever radical ideas and then they're implementing them in the real world um so charlie do you have a praxis award yeah there are a couple i was thinking of um but i think i'm going to go with the locusts uh because (laughs) the the lab locusts are set on fire in an attempt to exterminate them and they escape and they take biosyn down they fucking set the island on fire and cause have enough havoc that biosyn is just fucking destroyed and uh yeah i think that's great praxis um, fuck yeah nice uh my praxis award goes to claire for deciding to do something right now if not now when if not who if not you who like fucking there's a triceratops right there you can save and fucking saving her like the alf okay. that's, that's my praxis awesome. award that's got to be a record for a Praxis Award, uh, winning it uh, within the first, like, three minutes of the movie. So. Yeah, dude, that's... I think that's a record of all time <laughs> of all the Praxis Awards so far. <laughs> um, backup Praxis Award only because I forgot to bring this up in the uh, politics section. Uh, was the name Ramsey's? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Sorry, Ramsey was the guy that was, like, guiding them around the place, yeah. and, uh, yeah, he was secretly so, working... 
somehow getting a job at Biosyn and working your way all the way up that high when you actually have radical politics <laughs> and want to take it down is literally impossible. Like, <laughs> like most people who want to do something amazing like that, uh, they've already like, like, you know, you, you find out about this shit and you just immediately want to like post stuff online or go to a protest yeah. or something where you're just, you know, they're not going to hire you. And somehow impossibly this dude got that high. Pretty uh -huh. good. Pretty yeah. My impressive. backups were him and Laura Dern. Um, nice. Well, why Laura Dern yeah. for breaking uh, in? I just immediately right away. She's just like realizes that Biosyn is responsible for the locust, and she's just determined to just uh, prove that just right from the get go. Uh, which I don't know. That's kind of seems kind of righteous and cool that she was just like totally immediately determined like this company is doing this evil stuff and I need to uh, prove it so I can stop it. Yeah, I fucking love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, Charlie. I don't know how we should rate this because we might be doing other Jurassic Parks in the future. <laughs> That's a good um, point. I didn't even think about the rating. May maybe we just rate it however we want now and then like if we do all the Jurassic Parks at the end, we can like rank them. Yeah, that sounds okay. good. I mean, we may cool. even... I say if we do that, there'll probably be enough in time in the future where we want to revisit this one anyways. Sure. Uh, yeah. This yeah. is just kind of our first our first thoughts. Um, mm. What are you going to rate it, bro? Man, I didn't even think of this at all. Uh, I never do. I literally just wait till now <laughs> every time. I will give it a giant lump of dinosaur poo that the director has to go through <laughs> to find out the true rating which might be good or might be bad but <laughs> spoiler um and that director is listening cover your ears it's it's bad the rating's bad <laughs> nice hell yeah i'm gonna give this movie two-thirds of a laura dern uh i think it's my favorite of Jurassic World. Yeah, I mean, it's my favorite of the <laughs> Jurassic Worlds. I might like it better than Jurassic Park 3. I think I do. Uh, mm. It's absolute Triceratops shit, 100%. No question. <laughs> but it's the kind of Triceratops shit that I legitimately, albeit very high on Kratom, had a blast watching for two and a half hours and had a stupid smile on my face and was laughing out loud literally not at any of their jokes but just at the dumb shit happening Hell uh, yeah yeah it was great great time um but that yeah, I'm, gl I'm glad you enjoyed it uh by the way earlier talking about the laugh stuff and i said jeff goldblum delivered some laughs one that i know there are a couple of them but the one that immediately springs to mind is when he went to save them and the door was closed and he's just like Oh, I didn't think there was going to be, I was going to need to have a code. And he's just like very nonchalant about it while they're all freaking out. He's just like, calm down, calm down, calm down. I'm doing it. I, I thought that sequence was pretty funny. So, that was good. Hell yeah. yeah. Sweet. Anything else? Uh, fucking, I don't get how you can make a movie about dinosaurs wreaking havoc on the world and have it yeah. be so fucking bland and boring. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
that's just like, well, there's no way this movie can be awesome. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's not awesome. <laughs> yeah, I really wish we had at least 15 minutes of just, you know, those first five minutes, it really felt like a kaiju movie. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, there's people debate what's a kaiju movie, what's not. But it's like, once I watched those five minutes, I was like, oh, none of the rest really are. This is. And then it was like, nah, nah, let's go back. (laughs) All right, folks. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at NoGodsPod. You can email us, NoGodsPod at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, you can do whatever it takes to make sure that they do not bring back Woolly Mammoths, despite whatever Charlie's about to say. Um, I was going to say, can we put a song at the end of this? What song? I was going to say, I'm a Little Dinosaur by Jonathan Richmond. All right, let's do it. All right, uh, so we're going to play I'm a Little Dinosaur by Jonathan Richmond. This is, uh, I, I, I love Jonathan Richmond, and when I was, there was a period where I was planning to be a speech pathologist for children, and I took a music uh, in in, in uh, education class, and uh, I had to come up with a lesson plan. Uh, for one project and I based it all around this song I really like the song and uh, it's a fun dinosaur song so enjoy one two one two three four I thought he'd never leave Uh. well I'm a little dinosaur I'm a Children upon their lawn will wake up and wonder where I've gone. And the flies that buzz around where I now be, they're all gonna have to get along without me. They'll say, Where's the little dinosaur? I didn't think Where's he'd really the go. Dinosaur? Where's that the little, little dinosaur? He must have Please don't go away. away. Oh no! to come back. I want him to come back. Yeah, that's right. Tell him to come back. I'll come back. You know I'm back to stay because I'm just your little dinosaur and I could never really go. No. Never really go. Never really go. Never really go.